Hey guys, thank you so much for stopping by Legend Church's weekly podcast. Just a quick reminder, you can check us out at legendchurch.com, find us on Facebook and Instagram, and Sunday mornings in Madisonville. But hey, without further ado, set the cruise control, start Matt Run, or grab a drink, and let's talk about all things Jesus. Uh, hey, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and get started. Um, last week, Jason started off by mentioning that if we were ever, me and him, were ever in an argument, that we would only deal with it passive-aggressively through the stage. So this week, this is what we're talking about. Uh-uh. Take that, little coxswain. Um, no, uh, this was really aggressive. Did anyone else feel aggressive vibes from this word being on stage? Like, this is totally a me thing, not a Jason thing. Jason would be like, yeah, we need to know. Just, let's do it, put it up there. Because I was like, maybe we should hide the word until later. Because it just seems like I'm singing these happy songs, but, like, that's on stage. Um, but, or that's just me and my own baggage that I'm bringing into this. Sorry, guys. Um, but we've been doing this series. Uh, this is the third week, I think. And... Um, where we just talk about that words don't have meanings, but meanings have words. That there are common words that throughout Christendom or in churchy circles that we'll use. And sometimes those words have different roots than sometimes our culture has made them. So we're just taking words and we're looking at how it was used um, a long time ago. Uh, how it's been traditionally used and how we can sort of reuse it or reform it to really be who we need to be in the world now. So that's what we did. And we did Grace. Uh, which was fun. That was nice to see Grace on the stage. Uh, last week we did Confess. That was all right. And this week it's sin. It's only getting worse every time. Um, but I was, uh, so this week I was sitting down with this guy and I was talking to him and he was like, oh, hey, I mean, we were supposed to meet and it had been like a month or so. And he's like, hey, sorry. I mean, my whole family got COVID. We had COVID and we were all sick. And I'm definitely not one of those people, I don't want to be one of those people who are like, oh, COVID's not a thing anymore. But I definitely was like, is COVID still a thing? I know Corey's like, yeah, dude, come on, it's a hospital. But like, I was looking at him and I was like, oh yeah, COVID, we still use that word. I forgot, like I was like, I forgot about um, this sort of pandemic sickness that we had because COVID was real. I'm just saying that, so no. Uh, but we got weird. We made it weird, right? It started getting real judgy about who's wearing masks, who's not. We started getting real. We just made it. Our culture does a great job of making things really weird. And we made it weird. Um, but it's still something, as I learned from this guy this week, that we still need to pay attention to. Um, uh, it's kind of like the Barbie movie, right? The Barbie movie... Um, I saw it. I'm just hitting all the controversial. I saw it. I liked it. I saw it opening weekend. I was Barbenheimer. I saw Oppenheimer and Barbie. Uh, liked it. Uh, it was good. I thought it was funny. And I thought it was some good commentary. But we made it really weird. We started getting really judgy with it. About It became some test of feminism, whether you liked it or didn't like it. And it, was, it was weird. Our culture makes things really weird. But... Man, it was a good movie, and we still need to pay attention to it, right? Uh, one more, just to sink it in. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Uh, it's a thing, but we made it weird. Why did we make it so weird? But I still want to pay attention to it, because it's good. Um, sin, that's what we're talking about. It is a thing, 
and we, the church, ooh, got spooky for a second. <laughs> sin, boom, it gets dark. It's darkness. We're going to do it in the dark, guys. Um, that's sinful. Uh, no, uh, it's a thing, but our church, the church and our world, we made it weird. We made it real weird, and we got real judgy with it. Uh, but it's still something we need to pay attention to. Um, that's sort of where we're going. Let's see how it works. Um, the word, uh, actually, I was the same guy I was meeting with is an old professor of mine. And he was like, well, I was talking about our summer series. And he was like, oh, what, do you, uh, what, do you, what word do you use? And I was like, sin. And he's like, which, which one of the words? There's like so many words for sin. I was like, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. I just, you know, the one that you think I should use. No, I, I did. I did know that. Um, I actually took the, a class, one whole course on sin in Bible college. That's like a whole course. Um, this should have been a lot more than one, though. Uh, the, the word that I will choose is this word hamar, uh, and the study of sin, the theology is called harmartology. That's all I remember from that class is that it was called homertology because I think that was a question on a test, and that's, I don't remember anything else. Um, but there's several words, right? There are several words um, for the hundreds of time throughout the Old Testament, throughout the New Testament, that the word uh, sin or something like it can be used. So there's dozens of different Greek and Hebrew words for literally almost a thousand different uses. Uh, you might see it written as sin, you might see it written as transgressions. Uh, you might uh, see it written as um, uh, evil, evil deeds, um, these, these sort of things that we come across. Um, but the word that we're going to go with uh, today, and just like every week, we, we did it with Grace, and Jason said it last week with uh, Confess. Man, we could do a whole series on just one of these words because it's big. This is a huge huge uh, word to talk about, what it means, what did it mean then, uh, how we reconciles in our life now, and we will only just hit the, the, the tip of the iceberg because there's so much um, and wrapped up in this whole thought. So, but the word hamar, um, one of the easier translations, uh, with just one of the better ones, is this idea of missing the mark. Uh, you may have heard that before, uh, to sin uh, to miss the mark. Uh, they, they would have used it in an older sense of like people with slings who could like hit the hair off someone's head. They would like, oh, their aim does not sin. Their aim does not miss the mark. That there's a mark to hit uh, and we can miss it, right? And so the Bible being a book that is just about being human, it's written by humans, for humans, to humans, uh, it is about being the fullness of human. That is the whole thing. Um, and there is a, a way to be that. There is a mark to hit that says, man, this is fully, man, you are really fully being human. And there are things that we do that will dehumanize us, and we miss the mark. Um, the, uh, and when Moses comes down from Sinai, he has the, the Ten Commandments. Five of those commandments are about honoring God, and five of those commandments are about honoring others and people. With the idea that being fully human, if we follow this law, it is about honoring God and honoring people. And in honoring people, we are honoring God. This is the whole of man. It's not about how much we get, how much we do, what we accomplish. It is about are we honoring people? Are we loving people? Are we serving and being for people? And are we honoring God? And if we are doing those things, we are being fully human. The things that matter, 
the things that make us most human, uh, the best version of human, uh, a human being that doesn't miss, that hits its mark. Man, it is, it is doing, um, running on all cylinders. Um, we can la- relate to this idea of sin missing the mark. So when we, anything we do that dehumanizes another person, Anything we do that dishonors, I think there's more sin in probably gossip and saying bad things about people than there is in a lot of the actions that we may call sin. Um, Our greed, our lust, our desires for more, our wanting, our, um, our lying, our stealing, these things that really hurt another individual, hurt another person, or these things that may be dishonoring to God, this is what would be missing the mark. And we know this. We can relate to this idea, even though, man, the word has been abused. The word feels aggressive because it has been abused. Um, but we know, we, we all know, we're like, yes, I, I have missed the mark. I have been the person who's been dishonored by someone else. I've experienced it. Um, I don't aim straight all the time. We get that. So we get that sin, man, sin is real. Sin is real. But we got real weird with it. We made it real weird. Case in point, uh, circa 1999, um, I had an internship. I went to Bible college, which is a whole other thing. And in Bible college, your internships are finding a church that's going to let you tag along for a month or for a summer, and they train you. And this was the worst experience of my life. Um, Yes, it was. It was bad. Um, This guy had never had an intern before, and I know I was a sore disappointment for him. Um, But it was in Indianapolis, Valley Mills Church of Christ. Don't go there. Just kidding. You can probably go there. (laughs) I don't even think that guy's there anymore. Uh, But that's really what it's called. Like, I'm not hiding. Um, uh, So I was there, and it was miserable. I was just this, like, slave. But one night, the guy calls on the phone at the house I'm staying with. And he's like, hey, uh, Justin, he's like, uh, get ready. I'm going to pick you up. We're going to go calling. Do you guys know this term, calling? Uh, calling is when the pastor shows up at your house to, like, tell you about, you know, all the things, all the things, the Jesus and all the stuff. Go through the Romans road if that's a thing. That's what we did. Uh, but it wasn't, it's not crazy. It wasn't like cold calling. It was more like, eh, they kind of know you're coming. So we pull in. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, all right, I guess we're... He's like, this is what we're going to have to do all the time, which I've never, have we ever called, Jason? I don't think so. <laughs> They're not calling us. They're calling someone back. Ah, okay, I got a real problem calling someone else. Um, the, uh, so we're in the car, and we, we get to this trailer park where these this people live, and uh, we knock on the door, and this, this woman answers. And her and the pastor, they, they have a plan. They know what's going on. Because she gives them kind of like a nod, and he gives her like the mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but they know what's going on. And then we walk in, and I look to the left, and there is a man halfway through his macaroni and cheese just, like, staring. And I'm like, he doesn't know what's going on. He does not know what's going on. And he's like, uh, hello, hello, pastor. And then looks at me, and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't know. And he's like, oh, hello, oh, Greg. I don't remember his name. It was Greg. And he sits down. And this dude's shooting daggers at his wife, like, as she knows. She's sitting there, like, she's proud, just happy. The pastor's showing up with his intern, and this guy's angry. And the guy, uh, the pastor, sits down, and he's like, uh, Greg, do you know why I'm here? And he's like, 
<laughs> maybe, I guess, as he takes his beer and, like, hides it behind him. And, uh, and he's like, Greg, uh, do you have sin in your life? And he's like, and he's looking at me, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Just say no. Say no. Uh, and this whole charade that's like an hour and a half where I'm there. The guy made me hold his Bible. I had to hold the Bible, and then when he, like, snaps, I have to, like, give it to him and open it up. Like, that's the – it was it – was, I talked to other friends who are at internships, like, oh, man, this is great. I'm preaching sermons and learning all kinds of stuff, going on conferences. And I'm like, well, I'm holding a guy's Bible at these trailer parks where we're cold-calling people, sort of. Um, but – it just was weird. Like he talked about sin, and it was weird. And I vowed that day that I will never be like this. This is weird. Um, because we've turned um, sin into anything but good news. He was like, we're sharing the good news. Like, this isn't good news for that guy. You showing up at his house was not good news. This is bad news. You shared bad news with him today. Uh, but we've turned sin, um, transgression, wrongdoing, um, into this thing where the chips are stacked against you. The cosmic chips are stacked against you. You're doing the things. You're dirty. You're soiled. You're evil. You've, you, you, there are things that you've done. There's thoughts that you've thought. There's uh, actions you've taken. There's things that, that, you have, that have been done to you that you have no control over and things that you've done to others. And, and it is stacked against you. And you're so evil that you are headed for the lava lakes, man. You are headed for the lava lakes. Unless, Greg, if you say these words, Greg, all that's gone. It's like, that doesn't sound right. Something's off there. Why did we make this so weird? Why did we make, if it's something that all of us share, it's like death. Death, we make death weird, and no one wants to talk about death. And I love to talk about death. If you hang out with me long enough, we'll definitely talk about death, because I love talking about death. And uh, that makes people weird. But it's this thing that we all have in common. All of us have this in common. The one thing all humans have in common is that we're going to die. And I like to talk about that. No one else does. But there's this idea that Christians will say, man, that we've all, you know, what my, my dad used to say, oh, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. Sure. Uh, we've all sinned. We've all done things, man, that dehumanizes another person, that dehumanizes ourself, um, that's dishonoring to people or dishonoring to God. And we know that. And we've made it um, really weird. But we do need to pay attention to it. We do need to pay attention to it uh, because our need for grace, like we talked about two weeks ago, this idea of favor uh, and our uh, freedom to confess, like Jason said last week, to agree with God, to apply with God, all comes from this idea that sometimes we don't hit the mark. That sometimes we fail at being human a lot of times, all the time. And it's not these cosmic chips stacked against us that we get to get into the good place because we said the magic words that God didn't know we were going to say, but we did. And we get to be like, ha ha, we're here, man. You did it. Uh, it's this idea that, oh, man, we, we all, we all have this, right? Uh, and, and it's not, I mean, I love how Jesus, he rarely talks about, rarely if ever talks about actions, because we've made sin into actions. We've done this thing. You did this thing. I need to, and we become very judgy with it. Um, oh, man, I wasn't going to tell the story, but I've told this before, but it's a good one. Uh, I was totally raised to be the worst kind of Christian. I was raised to be very judgy, and it took me a long time to not be that way. And a lot of it was through the help of my wife. Um, when we first got married, um, 
I, I lied about something, something so dumb. It was about paying a bill. She's like, did you pay that bill? I was like, yeah, I paid the bill. But I didn't pay the bill. I lied. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to go pay the bill, and then she won't know. But then I kind of forgot to go pay the bill. And so then, like, a month later, this is totally me. I totally forgot. I got out of it with a lie, but then I just forgot to follow up. And uh, I, this was 22 years ago, so it was a long time. Um, and that's, if I'm ever overly honest now, this is why, because I don't want to be like this person. Um, but, like, I lied, and, I, uh, and then, like, a month later, we got, like, you know, written up by the government. What do they do? What do they send you? Like, you know, they, they get mad at you. <laughs> they do not like that you didn't pay. And you go, collections, that's it. That's it. You, we were sent to collections, and she's furious, like furious. Um, and, and then I'm, I'm trying to get out of it. And I look at her, and I'm trying to make myself look better. And I say, well, you know what? I don't ever see you reading your Bible and praying. Uh, but I do every day. Um, so I think that I might be right in the situation. I said this to her as, as indignant as possible. I thought, like, this is going to win. I'm going to use, because I did. I read my Bible and prayed every day then. I was paid to do that by this church. I just went there, and you just get to do it because there's time. And I was like, I do that. And I said, I don't see you do it. So I don't think God's talking to you is what I said. Um, I've never, ever said anything like that since. Uh, if you know my very strong Italian wife, uh, I'm, I've been punched by her in the face, and that, I'm surprised it was not that day. Like a punch. There was one time where I was like, hey, can we just get over this fight? I'll let you hit me in the face. She's like, okay, bam. That's a different story. Um, true story, and it's awesome. It works every time. Like, okay, you're not mad, and I just got hit? Great. Um, but she, she just, I actually, it was worse than punching me. She just broke, and she was like, how dare you judge me in my relationship with God over, th- over this? Anyways, I was very judgy, and I learned, that right then I was like, okay, something's off. Because we turned sin into, and especially then, I had turned sin into the actions that I did or didn't do. And I was like, at the time, I'm not doing these things. Yeah, I lied. But you know what? I probably already said for, sorry for it, right? I, I did the thing. I, I broke the cosmic blocks that were stocked, stacked against me. And I, it missed all of what was happening. And I think so many times we have boiled sin down to an action. It's Jesus doesn't talk about, man, when he, when he confronts the woman who was caught in adultery and they were going to stone her. And they were like, hey, Jesus, this woman's been caught in sin. She's missed the mark. Uh, and then what does he say? I mean, he comes and he says, man, any of you who haven't missed the mark, then you throw that first stone. And they drop the stones and walk away. And he doesn't get down next to the woman and say, hey, you got to stop. You're like, whatever you're doing is bad. Stop doing this. He didn't, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. He offers her a whole different alternative but a different way to live that says, okay, and the next time we're not going to miss the mark. When he, when he uh, confronts the, the person who's had um, seven different husbands, which would have been appalling, he didn't say, man, stop, you know, you're doing the horrible. He just said, man, let's go forward and let's figure out how we can not miss this mark anymore because it seems like we've, we're missing something. And so our sin becomes not these, uh, these things that's soiling us and making us the stacking against us as much as, oh man, there is a way that I could be better. And so we have this example of Jesus, right? Jesus represents, and what does it say? Man, he comes and he doesn't sin. When I was little, I'd be like, man, that's crazy. He didn't do any of the things. He didn't have bad thoughts, blah, blah. No, it was, he knew how to fully honor God. He knew how to fully honor people, 
and it showed in how he lived. And, and Paul's going to write, man, you follow uh, me as I follow Christ. And we're supposed to be the same way. Oh, we, we follow this example of someone who really lived fully human. Oh, this person who didn't dishonor others, didn't dishonor God. That's how I want to live. That's how I hit the mark. That's how I be fully human. And our goal is that Jesus comes next to us and says, okay, hey, we're going forward here. And this time we're, gonna, we're not going to miss and it does, and the goal, uh, one of my prayers this week and this morning was like, all right, God, don't let me underplay what sin is because we also know that it is something that can weigh us down, our actions and how we treat others and, and how uh, we conduct our lives. Uh, th- those things can weigh us down. Uh, those things can be burdens. Those things can be um, footholds for evil. Um, I believe that this is a good Jason teaching that um, when we do these things that dehumanize others and dehumanize ourselves, we become less and less um, synced with the world and who we are, and we become less and less human. And man, can we become so evil and we make so many decisions that miss the mark that we have forgotten how to be human? It's a good, it's a good thought. Um, but our, our sin can distract us. It can do all kinds of things that really make life hard uh, and make us less human. But as we come to uh, a community, as we come to church, as we come to Christianity, um, and we receive grace, and we uh, act in confession, these two words we've used the last two weeks, um, we get to take our missing the mark, and we get to form that with a community. That's why church is important. We're not meant to be alone. We're meant to be with other people who can say, oh, hey, how can we all, man, iron sharpens iron. Because it's not good. We don't live in this. I think sometimes we, we know our issues, we know our problems, uh, and we are stuck in that our entire life. Uh, but what does Paul say? Hey, should we go on sinning so that grace may increase? No. Should we go on missing the mark? No. Now we need to start hitting the mark. And our goal as Christians, our goal as people who follow Jesus the guy who honored God and honored people and all he did is to now uh, start, start fixing our own issues fast. Man, we can, let's, start, let's start hitting the mark because uh, it'll change the people around us. It'll change our communities. It'll change how we view the world, and it'll change how other people around us view the world. This is, our, this is how we are like Christ. This is what we do um, because it's, uh, our things have to burn down. Our things do have to melt away so that we can thrive and move and grow. This is what we're supposed to be as Christians. Um, so we're going to um, go into communion here in a second, and the band's going to come back up. Um, but man, this morning, when you come to the table, I don't know how we all approach it. We all approach it different ways. What we do is we make a line, and we go, and we take the juice or whatever. And, um, but sometimes we don't always process uh, this idea of sin and this idea of the cross, uh, that this guy was killed, and what does it say, for the sins of the world, for the missing the marks of the world, and not for, um, for the world, for everyone. Uh, and so our goal this morning when we come, um, man, where is it that we're missing the mark? This doesn't have to weigh us down, doesn't have to be the burden of all burdens. And we can let it go, and we can start to let it go. Where are we missing the mark? Man, thank Jesus for... Um, the symbol of death that conquers uh, all of our issues. 
so that we can go and we can deal with these things and move on. Man, uh, this is a very simple understanding of the word sin. There's so much more. Uh, but, man, we start there with missing the mark. Man, how can we make our aim true? Uh, I'm going to pray, and we're going to sing. Uh, God, thank you for, uh, man, forgiveness. There are times I don't honor you at all. I get angry. Um, I joke around too much sometimes. Um, I'm selfish. Uh, and I'm sorry for those things. I'm sorry when I use those things to dehumanize myself or others. Uh, my goal is to be what you created me to be, to be a full human that's not distracted by the things that I do that miss the mark. And so I pray that you be with us as a community, us as a church, as we strive hard to help each other to not miss the mark. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the sacrifice. Thank you for forgiveness. Let us feel it. Let us move on. Let us grow. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.